Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Furnicus. Say what? Charette. D-O-C to the single G. What's up, sir? Hmm, man. Wednesday. That's what's up. Yes, Wednesday, Mike. Mike, mm-hmm. did you get any, into anything crazy this past weekend? Doctor, I don't know if you saw my story, but I was a part of a U2 music video. Oh, I can believe. Yes, I did. I forgot. Like I I was going to I was going to text you about that. And then I forgot. I saw it (laughs) and I was like, that's really cool. And I'm not one like I've got a lot of friends that are ones to like uh, respond on the uh, medium that they're Mm -hmm. using. Right. I don't like doing that so much. I, I, yeah. I just I like going back to like because like if I'm a, if I'm, if I'm on a level where we freely text each other I'm just like I don't want to use this other crap I'm gonna go to yeah. my texting but regardless I was gonna do that Mike and then I forgot that's all good. so you were in a video I mean you were right there you were like right beside Bono just taking videos of him yeah I was right behind him. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, like literally, really you could tell you weren't zooming in on him, and he was just like right, right there. Yeah, he I was mean, right there. What high quality video? It was wild. Yeah, it, was, it was solid. How, it was. How it did was that great. happen? So um, I f- get well. So that's my first acting gig out here in Vegas. I signed up uh, with a casting agency, and I got there this like background work uh, offer. And um, soon he'll yeah, be leading roles in Martin Scorsese v- movies. Yeah, hopefully. That's, 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 the goal. that's pretty much the step. You yeah. two backdrop Martin Scorsese lead character. <laughs> that's how yeah, that works. Exactly. It's amazing, man. That's a good yeah. weekend right there. How long did that uh, that shoot last? Well, Doc G, uh, see, this is the part of the story where it's like just not fun. I waited around <laughs> for like eight hours for them to record the same song like four times. They yeah. actually did do. Uh, they did uh, sing another song. Um, mm. uh, they the they threw out a classic for they you. They did throw out one of the closers. I would imagine nice, one of the nice. concert closers. Um, hold on, streets Doc, have no you. names. One. Uh, it was um, still haven't still found haven't what I'm found, looking for. Yeah, I still yeah. haven't mm-hmm. found what I'm looking for. Yeah, they did like an acoustic version of that song. So, oh, but that yeah, makes it, was, it worth it. That's yeah, worth yeah, it, yeah. right it there. It was cool. It was cool. But yeah, it was like it was uh, the day before that. It was uh, like t- it was like an hour in the in the middle of a parking lot under a tent, waiting around uh, mm-hmm. for wardrobe. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really hot. It was like 99 out. And then, yeah, the, and then the day of the shoot, it was like, yeah, it was like eight hours in a room with a bunch of people. And um, yeah, and then just, you know, 30 minutes. But it was it was fun. Hey, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay it. It was, so it was they, a lot of fun. So they well. choose what you're going to wear as a concert goer for you, too. Yeah, well, you know, they told they t- they told me to dress like oh, it's a night out, like dress like you're going right. out, and I was okay. like one of the only people where they didn't actually you were change sh- my wardrobe. I oh, went look there at you. and they were like, "You actually look great. We're gonna keep you the way you are." Oh so, God, did nice. you look at everybody else like you were better than them? Like, oh, I'm I sorry. Did, did I follow directions? Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> am I awesome at wardrobe? Uh, I think I am. 
they would have seen me and they would have been like, you look like you might live in someone's <laughs> trunk. Ew. We can't take, and I'd be like, what? I'm on night out here. You've got a sleeping bag with you, right? It's <laughs> the way we come to, to nights out. That's pretty nice. Well, that's awesome, Mike, that you are now yeah, a movie star. That's fantastic. Yeah. Mike, I didn't do that at all. What'd you um, what did you do? Uh, why can't I talk? Why am I having a stroke right now? What did you do, Doc G? That was really hard to say in a row. I think. That's a fact. That because really you're hard. stressed out from all the work, Mike. <laughs> you're stressed Probably. out from being a movie star. Mike, uh, I, I did not become a movie star over the weekend, but oh. I got some great news for the show. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I've got something that this show loves. Word. I've uh. got... A ranked list yes. from Wallet Hub. Yes. Woo! <laughs> Listeners, get excited. I have got a <laughs> list that means absolutely nothing that folks over at Wallet Hub put together for God knows why with the dumbest data you've ever seen. We've got the results, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Uh. My goodness, Mike. My, I mean, now... I, I, now that I've got everyone excited, the mm -hmm. listeners are jazzed, you're all asking, what's the ranking? <laughs> what are we ranking? Well, listeners, Wallet Hub ranked the states for level of happiness. Hmm. Who is the happiest state? Right? That is a good list, Mike. I like that. That is a good list. Now... Before I get to the deets, let's break down their scoring, Mike. They scored happiness on three categories, three broad categories. Emotional and physical well-being, that's the first category. Mm -hmm. That one, obviously, I would say should be pretty much the whole list. But apparently, they added in two work environment to their happiness chart and community and environment. Those are the three categories. Okay. So, uh, here's some of the scored variables over those three categories. Uh, rate of depression. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Adequate sleep rates. Get that one. Sp recreational sports participation. All right. All right. Suicide rank, Mike. Suicide mm -hmm. rate. Now, I would like to point this out. Just take this for what it is, listeners. West Virginia, worst rates of depression, worst rates of adequate sleep levels, literally. Mm. Both of those, 50. 50th out of 50. Jeez. But not anywhere close to the bottom for suicide rate. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> you're depressed. You're not sleeping well, but you're not giving up. I love it. I love it. They're like, Hilarious. you know what? It's going to take a lot more than depression to get me out of this world. I am here. You are not getting rid of me, folks. I love it. Nicely done, West Virginia. Nicely done. I like the persistence. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the community uh, uh, variables, Mike. We have volunteer rate. Word. Volunteer rate. I like I these metrics. I really yeah. like these metrics. And just so you know, Mike, Florida... Dead last. <laughs> Dead last in volunteer rate. We are not helping out our neighbors down no here. Screw that. 
the second variable uh, in that area, Mike, the community area, this should be completely stricken from the record, in my opinion. Divorce rate. Mm, divorce rate. Huh? Mike, I'm saying this in all honesty. I know a lot of unhappy married people. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of happy divorced people. That should not be a ranking for happiness. <laughs> Definitely not, Mike. That is not a game. They should cancel but out, right? They have what you think. Yeah. But, uh, Mike, we are going to get to the rankings here. We are going to get to the rankings. So, first off, number 50, the least happy state. Who do you think it is? Um, Virginia. <laughs> no, no way, Virginia. Uh, no, no why did I even say that? Um, Not the VA. It's got to be maybe Minnesota. West Virginia, Dark. Mike. I gave you a clue. West Virginia. Oh, West okay. Virginia. Oh, I thought that. Okay. All right. West Virginia. Dead last. Mm. But like I said, not because of suicide. Pun intended. Not because of suicide. Dead okay. last. Not suicide. Everything else is bad. They're not getting out. Uh, now, I got to say, Mike, um, you thought, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, West Virginia, dead last. You would have thought they would have tricked themselves into being happy with their tagline, West Virginia almost heaven. You're like, really? You guys are almost heaven. Mm. Uh, being last in this ranking, I got to say, they need to change their, their slogan to West Virginia. We're pushing purgatory. Something along those mm-hmm. lines. You know, Sounds like, right. yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, if West Virginia's 50, Mike, who do you think's 40? Uh, or if West Virginia's 50, who, uh, where do you think uh, Mississippi is? I would say 48, 49. Close. Little bit of a trick question. They're all the way up at 44, Mike. Okay. 44. 44. Happier than six states. Say what? Basically, everybody in Mississippi is on Prozac, is what I'm saying. <laughs> they are super happy, Mike. Yeah. My goodness. But I will say it's interesting, Mike. If you just draw a diagonal line from Louisiana to West Virginia, you pretty much have all the most unhappy states in America, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be a little, little trend. West Virginia, mm-hmm. 50. Kentucky, 46. Tennessee, 48. Alabama 45, Mississippi 44, Arkansas 47, Louisiana 49. Mm. Mm, Not good. Not good. But, Mike, your new home, Nevada, where do you think it ranks? What do you think? I feel like it's got to be somewhat high, but maybe maybe 25. Pretty close. I guess that wouldn't be high. That would be like mid. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say 25 around there. Pretty close. Pretty close. 32. 32. Guys, not so happy on the bottom side of happiness, Mike. I don't know why that is. It's got to be a correlation with education, something. Uh, so your community environment scored really high. So apparently mm-hmm. deserts and casinos make people real happy. That's a fact. Um, but work environment, super low. Yeah. Super low. So anyways, Mike, number two on the list totally makes sense. Think about your uh, lovely vacation. What do you think the second happiest uh, state is in America? Hawaii. Correct. Yeah. Number two, Mike. I mean, come on. That makes sense. I, I I don't I don't question why that would be number two. Now, number one though. To- Any guess? guesses? 
Yeah, yeah. Vermont. Wait, what? No. No. <laughs> no. You always want to do Vermont, Mike. Whenever we have a state, Vermont you're like, win. Vermont? <laughs> right? Come on. Uh, Come on. Right. Um, I'm going to guess Maine. I don't know why. Kind of random. Maine? Your neighbors to the east, Mike. Utah. Uh, Utah. Oh, okay. Ute East. Ah, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. But like Utah. What? Utah. Yeah. That's just incorrect, Mike. Your your home state, 90% of it can't predominantly look like Mars and you'd be happy. That's mm. not look at look at the landscape. It's cool to look at. I don't want to live on Mars. I'm sorry, Utah. That's just yeah. not no. Pass. Pass for me, Mike. I would not be happy. Nope. All right, Mike. Grand finale. Where do you think Florida falls on the list? Hmm. I'm going to say 35. Florida is number eight, eight on the list. That is right. That is right, America. Congrats, Take Florida. it. And like it. We may be crazy, but we are happy. All right? All your jokes about Florida, man. Well, guess what? Sticks and stones may break our bones, <laughs> but Florida is happy as shit. Take yeah, that. All right. Woo! All right. All right. Mike, now that I have established that we are walking on cloud nine here in Florida, are you ready to fire up the show? Let's fire up the show, Doc G. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two. One, zero, and lift off. Gosh, pointless list. I love it, Mike. <laughs> pointless list. It's the best. So true. It is the best. We have a fantastic show. Tremendous guest here. Uh, the band of Limbo. We have Jake Davies. Wee. Can't wait to talk to him. Him and his brother Luke leading up this fantastic band. They got some great rock songs out there in the world. California Demon is the new one. But, Mike, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mike, uh, if you don't recall, we left off 65 and three-fourths out of 108. I've got bad news. You may not get any of them this week. Okay. I'm not, I, I mean, you may get all of them, but I'll be very surprised. So we've got two authors and then a basketball coach. Okay. So I'm going to go with the the author. I would say I'm less confident first. Okay. So here's the uh, here's the big clue, the concentrated clue. Born on September 20th, 1878. He wrote over 100 novels, with the most impactful being The Jungle, which was released in 1906. Hmm. Any no idea. ideas? No, no idea. ideas. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you the longer clue. Born in Baltimore, Maryland, he grew up loving books. He ended up going to City College in New York when he was 13 years old. Went to college when he was 13 years old. Jeez. Started writing articles and jokes for magazines around the city and paid his way through college off of those jokes and uh, magazine articles. After he graduated from City College at 19, he went to Columbia University for law. He ultimately didn't re uh, receive a law degree because he was just more interested in writing. 
Once he left school, he started releasing multiple novels like King Midas, The Journal of Author Sterling, and Manassas. In 1906, he released his landmark book, The Jungle, which even though it was a fictional book, became a bestseller and led to the creation of the FDA. He ran for governor of California in 1934, but lost. His role in politics is often seen as one of the starts of democratic socialism. Name that birthday suit where, Mike? Yeah, I had no idea. No, sorry. Upton Sinclair. Upton Sinclair, Mike. Great, great book there. The Jungle. If you haven't read it, uh, it's about uh, uh, slaughterhouses in Chicago, right? Actual meat packing industry and uh, how disgusting it was. You know, people would uh, uh, be working in there and their arm would get caught off, caught, uh, caught in the grinder and it just uh. grind up his arm and then it'd be just put into a sausage and people would be like, mmm, delicious sausage. And they'd be like, Jeez. part of somebody's arm gross you know and then rats would jump in there and they'd grind up the rat too and they'd go in there and that's what led to the fda even though it wasn't true he did study the factories for several weeks before he wrote the article and i wrote the uh novel and it was Mm. based off of those like experiences and uh yeah it disgusted america and it led to the fda and them actually you know making sure manufacturers weren't disgusting nice well thank you and happy birthday yeah exactly Uh, i think it's interesting he paid for his uh way through college with jokes you know if i tried to pay my way through college with jokes doctor it would take me hundreds of years (laughs) uh, dude those those rates you've got on on social media you'd be a millionaire soon come on who are you kidding who are you kidding uh well you know back then uh, way easier. There's less people yeah. writing jokes too. That's the thing. And yeah, college was also like five dollars a class, right, or something. That too. You had lower college, <laughs> easier jokes. It was. I mean, like sometimes, sometimes you got to be on. Like that's the thing. Is like if you go back and look at a joke from 1878, you don't even know it's a joke. Like, somebody has to tell you. A historian has to be like that. Counted as funny Ooh. back then, and you're like, oh. Okay, I'm not really sure why that's funny. You know, there's just like <laughs> I need to look that up. I need to look up some super old jokes. Oh, old, there. Old I jokes. mean, some some jokes have staying power, and then there's yeah, some that you're sure. just like, I, I've got nothing. I don't know mm. what this is supposed to be funny. Like, it's uh, it's it's crazy. Regardless, mm. Mike, we're down one. Hopefully, we can come back with two. Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Yeah. What do we got, Doc G? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. What's in the news? Lots of them. Lots of them. Uh, Mike, uh, we are all well aware uh, there is some magical crap on TikTok, right? Oh, yeah. Right? And I have to say, one of the things that I'm always impressed about, not just with TikTok, but TikTok specifically, is how people do their own confessionals like they're in an episode of Real World on MTV that nobody asked for. They're like, all right, guys, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you about this. And it doesn't matter if they've got like four followers or eight million. They're still so serious about it. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. you really went to your phone and thought people wanted to care about this? Like, all right, cool. 
I guess, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say anything. It's the same thing as the show. I think somebody's going to listen to this show. Although I'm mm-hmm. a realist, Mike. I know nobody's going to listen to this show. So, you know. <laughs> but regardless, Mike, uh, Tana Barker from the happiest place in the world, Utah. Uh, well, sorry. Happiest place in America. Mm-hmm. Not the world. Uh, she decided to do one of those this week. She went on uh, TikTok and said, guys, quote, I'm going to be very vulnerable right now. Word. I had a situation happen this morning that I'm still dealing with. This morning, I was on a walk. I ran into a friend of mine that I hadn't seen for a year. She was filling me in on her life, and it was very, very busy. Halfway through my walk, I decided to take my vitamins. I put my vitamins in and took a drink, and I was like, man, those are stuck. So I guzzled my water and kept going. Went to get my AirPods, and my pills were in my hand. I had swallowed my AirPod. Mmm. You know what? Wow. Mike, after I read this story, I took a long, hard look at one of my AirPods after reading this story. And I gotta say, what kind of horse pills is Tana taking on a normal basis that you would confuse an AirPod for a vitamin? Yeah, I mean, you know, those magnesiums, Dr. G. I don't know if you've seen the magnesium. Some of the magnesium vitamins. It's, it's like a, it's like an inch and a half. It's odd shape. Oh, yeah. First or second gen. What do we got? It's a, <laughs> I don't know, but either one. Too big, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> too big. Yeah. True, like, true, true, true. And I've got to say, why... Why, why be vulnerable on the meanest place in the meanest place in the world? Social media. Mm-hmm. Why, why? Why would you open yourself up? If I did something dumb like that, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not telling anybody. That's a fact. That's what that's gonna <laughs> like. Why would you go on there and be like, guys? Just so you know, today I crapped my pants and got a dildo stuck in my ear. Ew. There, I'm being vulnerable. I just wanted everybody to know, like. Why? Why would you do that, Mike? I don't. People need to see the opposite of the highlight reel sometimes, Doc G. They need to know you swallow AirPods and. I know. I don't want anybody to know that. Take that out, mm. Mike. <laughs> interesting story from, uh, I guess, the Appalachian Trail. So, okay. uh, Nikki Bettis, she got a divorce, and I bet she's happy as crap, Mike. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. Uh, But regardless, Nikki got a divorce, and in her own words, she saw her family, not her, struggling with the divorce. Hmm. Mike, when she said her uh, family was uh, struggling, she was referring to her 15 kids. Jeez. 15, Mike. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's Duggar numbers. That's early Duggar numbers. She has more kids than the average daycare center. Nonetheless, she thought her kids were struggling, Mike. So what did she do? She decided that she was going to take those 15 kids to hike the entire Appalachian Trail. Huh? <laughs> uh. That was her That was her conclusion, Mike. They're, they're, they're struggling with this divorce. I'm going to walk it out of them. Hmm. So that's around 2,200 miles, in case you were wondering, Mike. And uh, apparently, as the article puts it, 13 kids are on the trail full time. Two of her adult children join the family when they can to section hike the trail with Mm. their siblings. Section hike. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. 
Nikki said the family has been on the trail since March 8th, and they're going to try to finish by mid-October. Hmm. Mike, at first I was super impressed that all kid, 15 kids decided to go on mom's trip and didn't decide to go with dad, you know? I was like, wow. Everybody sided with mom? That's crazy. So true. But then I uh, read in another article, uh, I don't think it was much of a choice of theirs. <laughs> Because they asked one of the kids if he learned anything about himself on the trail. And he replied, uh, I learned that I'd rather be home. Mm. Mm. Forced. Forced, Mike. By the way, in case you were wondering, and if you're like, where'd all these kids come? 15 kids, all one husband. Then a divorce. Literally, no. same guy. Which, Mike, I know this is aside the point, but uh, you put 15 kids into a relationship and then you decide to get a divorce oh man Make, that, that child support oof <laughs> makes no sense to me though mike that's like going to a casino and losing at blackjack one time and being like nope no i'm not leaving doing it 14 more times and then being like all right now i'm walking away now i'm done with this <laughs> like come on come on at some point in time you're putting a lot into this relationship that is failing, Mike. Just my idea. Hey, are they from uh, Utah, by the way? Any Utah. Utah. They are from Utah. No, I don't know. Girl, I don't on. know where they're from, Mike. Uh, I didn't look that much into it. But, you know, since that's the theme so far of the show, yes, they're from Utah. Okay, cool. <laughs> not, not really, listeners. Don't quote me on that. I don't know where they're from. Mike, are you ready for a fun fact of the day? Yes. There wasn't a recorded medical word for vagina until 1680. Mm. Wait, what? We had no term for it, Mike. No, t Half the population have them, and we didn't even bother naming it until 1680. Just in case you're wondering, Isaac Newton had already developed calculus by then. We had calculus... <laughs> And he would still look over at a lady and be like, I don't know what's going on down there. All kinds of odds and ends in her pants. <laughs> don't know what to call that. Let's just call that the nether regions. Anywho, moving on. Like, what? No name. No name. Yeah. The part that has no name. Wild. Wild, they Mike. It? They had to have something. The nether regions is yeah, basically just regions. like, uh, naughty parts. I don't yeah. know what that is. Mike, fun times in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, the uh, police were called out to a quiet neighborhood around 10 p.m. last Tuesday. They got a call about an exotic animal on the loose on the side of the road. That animal was a lemur. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was a ring-tailed lemur, Mike. Chris Swatters from the police department said it was the first lemur that they had ever apprehended. Took him about 10 minutes to corral. It was pretty obvious that when they corralled it, Mike, that it was a pet lemur. And they found the owner of the lemur, but the owner actually had to give the lemur back to authorities because it's against city ordinance. City Ordinance 1813, to be exact, to own an exotic animal within the city limits. 
So there you go. Wow. This is so sad, Doctor. I actually had to Google what a lemur looks like. And uh, I They're thought it was awesome. like a little monkey raccoon. They are. Hybrid. <laughs> they, they're, they're a little they're they're a little why wouldn't it be in a tree it's just walking on the side of the road he was he was wow. but you know how jacked i would be if i was one of the officers that got this call i'd be oh, like yeah, these guys look happy <laughs> i'd be By like way, I don't know if you saw. oh i saw the picture of him i saw him wrapped him in a little towel i'd be like chief yeah. i'm on it and be flying <laughs> over there at 120 with my lights on just like oh my god i gotta get to the lemur Chief of the department would be like, Gordon, you missed 25 burglary calls and 15 <laughs> murders, but you were the first on the scene for a lemur. And I'd be like, Chief, a lemur was on the loose. Who knows how many people could have been killed if I wouldn't have got to that thing. They're cute and cuddly, but they're also murderous. Watch mm -hmm. out. Watch out. Mike, uh, let's see here. Uh, are you ready for a stupid headline? Oh, yeah, of course. Come on. Uh, National Geographic, they're trying to outdo CNN from a couple of weeks ago when we had our stupid headline about water. They were like, oh, you're going to have a stupid headline about what's the best way to hydrate? We can do one better. Here's theirs. Quote, are you drinking water all wrong? End quote. Huh? What? Huh? Listeners, let me go ahead and tell you. If you're putting water into your mouth and swallowing... You're doing everything properly. That's, you got it. You have got water drinking correct, and you're not going to die of hydration. There you go. Dehydration. Dehydration. Yes. Dehydration. Mike, uh, let's see here. I got time for one more story. And I got one quick one there. That's uh, quick about Taylor Swift. We got trash cans. T-Swift. Uh, yeah, well, the T-Swift one's uh, sort of like part of a headline. So anyways, here's what happened with Taylor Swift. Uh, I caught a part of a headline uh, this week, Mike. I was scrolling through headlines really fast to find something that would be good for the show, you know? Mm -hmm. And I saw a freeze frame of Taylor Swift and, uh, and like her nose. And it said something about her boogers in her nose. Jeez. And I was like, oh, man. And then I lost my place because I got distracted. So I lost the headline. And I was like, oh, man, I got to go find that headline. What's going on with Taylor Swift and boogers, right? So I went to Google, and I typed in Taylor Swift boogers. <laughs> um, now, I found the story that I was, I was looking for, but it was pretty stupid, you know? So I was like, eh. But the more important point was that Taylor Swift is so famous... When I typed in Taylor Swift boogers, there were pages and pages of websites and media pages about Taylor Swift and boogers. Yes! There's tons of TikToks, Mike, of her wiping snot from her face in the Eras tour, and people just be like, can you believe it? Taylor Swift has snot. Look at this. And that's it. That's the TikTok. And people are just like, oh my God, she has snot. Write that down. That's crazy. Oh, right? Like, which made, which made me realize, Mike, Taylor Swift is at the level of famous where you can put anything into Google with Taylor Swift and there will be a story about it. Mm-hmm. For it, yeah. I, try, I tried it out, Mike. I typed in Taylor Swift shampoo. That should be a pretty easy one. 
I got all kinds of stuff. Reddit page on her, the products that she uses. There's a there's a page where some lady tried Taylor's exact hair regimen, apparently, and reported the results. Wow. I was like, all right, I'm going to try a harder one. Taylor Swift gardening. I got an article from People about Taylor Swift gardening with her parents. I was like, mm. all right. I went really hard, Mike. I was like, Taylor Swift catalytic converter. What do we have? <laughs> oh, gosh. Taylor Swift is stealing catalytic converters. Well, not exactly, Mike. Not exactly. I got an article from the Sun Coast in 2021 titled, Man Crushed by Prius While Trying to Steal Catalytic Converter. And I was like, what mm. does that have to do with Taylor Swift? Right beside it in the newspaper, Mike. You've got an announcement from Taylor. She's re-releasing 1989 Taylor's version. And I was like, mm. right, there you go. Catalytic converters. There it is. Which, um, you know, there you go, Mike. There Dr. It is. G, I just looked up uh, Taylor Swift lemur. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, nothing. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> you broke my code. <laughs> Come on. There's got to be uh, one out there. There's got, she's on the case. She owns a lemur. I know it's true. Regardless, Mike, we got to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other. Well, no, we're not. We're going to be back with me and Mike. We're going to listen to Of Limbo right here on the Doc G Show. Let's go! Cut your towels, say goodbye, leave all you have got behind They say if you just stay in place, you'll be okay And I said, yeah Stay in, lay down and die Why would you ask to wave your hand and yell at you? Just 
back here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do listeners need to do? Well, Doc G, if the listeners feel like the show is a positive way to waste their time, they should please subscribe wherever they listen to podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, All the places. A couple others. Yeah. Cost-effective way to support the show. And if the listeners are feeling extra generous, please leave us a five-star review. We need the reviews and a comment. We love comments. We love all of them. We love all of them like we love our listeners, Mike, and we need to give our five-star listeners the credit they deserve. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Borgman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, Los Angeles, California, Spartanburg, South Carolina, Athens, Jordan, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, and Boynton. Virginia. There we go, Mike. There we go. Five star listeners. Mike, four star listeners got a couple of interesting uh reg- semi regs here. Semi regs. Okay. First yeah. off, shout out to Houston, Texas. Nice place. Shout out to Love Monterey, it. California. Shout out to Miami, Florida. 305. Shout mm-hmm. out to Oakton. Virginia, Oakton. It's in Northern Virginia. Shout out to Tampa, Florida. Shout out to Guatemala City, Guatemala. Shout out to Lakewood, Florida. Shout out to Tokyo, Japan. Hmm. Shout out to Winter Park, Florida. Shout out to Yampul, Yampul, Ukraine. I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but... That's what I'm going with. Folks in Yampool, let me know if I'm completely screwing that name up. And if you don't even know what I'm talking about, let me know what your city is from Ukraine, and then I'll correct <laughs> it. Anaheim, California. Shout out, to, shout out to Anaheim. Tanzania. Huh? Tanzania, Mike. Tanzania. Yeah. I was pretty jazzed about Tanzania. So true. Tanzania. Very cool, Mike. Very cool very excited about having them on uh, on on the list there regardless uh let's see here mike i got one story before uh, we go to our interview uh it's somewhat scary out of lakewood washington mike lakewood washington uh kennedy uh, grinny grinnier grinnier is I, I i have no idea how to say her last name we're just gonna say kennedy her name is kennedy Uh, She was terrorized, Mike, this past week by a carjacking. Wait, what? That's right. Carjacking. Mm. She uh, had parked in the Safeway. She'd gone in to grab a drink. She came back out. Her car was in the process of being stolen by a group of young thieves, Mike. They drove off, and she realized as they were driving off... They uh, had thrown all of her kids' stuff out of the car because she's got kids, and they just uh, threw that out of the car. Uh, While she was gathering those items, Mike, she saw them pull into the McDonald's across the street, and she decided 
to confront them. I don't know why, no, Mike. I have no idea. No, no. We don't agree with this on uh, the show. This is what she told the reporter. <laughs> she said to the carjackers, quote, I'm like, what are you doing? Get out of the car. You're not going to hit me. It's done. Word. Mike, not too surprisingly at all, the carjackers did almost hit her. And she said, quote, if I didn't jump back, they were going to hit me. They weren't afraid. Girl, come on. Yeah. They just stole your car. What do you expect? Now, very odd response from the police, though, Mike. When she called the police, they told her, quote, I kept, be I kept being told they're minors. We can't do anything. You need to wait until they abandon your car. I felt so frustrated, Kennedy said. <laughs> really weird. Meanwhile, Mike, as they drove off, she actually recorded a video of these uh, young hooligans driving off, and two of them were hanging out of the car saying, I know you're mad, Kia boys. Hmm. It was a Kia that they had stolen, ah, Mike. Kia, Kia boys. boys. Now, several things Typical of this, this story, Mike. First of all, Kennedy needs to get some cops from Mississippi that we talked about a couple weeks ago. They're arresting kids at 10 years old for peeing. They definitely can arrest some kids for stealing cars, no question. Mm. That's not hard. Good point. Lord. Second thing, I can't decide if they're saying Kia boys because they exclusively steal Kias or because they just stole a Kia, you know? Mm. Was that the origin of their name? Were they in the car like, this is a nice car? Should, are we Kia boys now? Yes! Are we exclusively Kia? Or before that, were they just raised and they were like, you know what the best car company is? Kia. Yeah, I agree too. Should we form a gang? We should. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> how did that happen? Either way, Mike, I would suggest you're not going to survive long as a street game if you don't up the quality of cars that you associate with. Yeah, Kias. No. No. Nobody remembers the Osmobile boys. That's <laughs> nobody. Nobody likes the Osmobile bros. Okay, so I'm just saying, up your car, Kia boys. Up your yeah. car. Regardless, Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than Jake from of Limbo. Jake Davies, right here on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are super excited to be welcoming Jake Davies from Of Limbo. They've got their newest single, California Demon, which just came out a couple weeks ago. Jake, how's it going? Good, brother. Good to see you. 
Yeah, man. So uh, let's take let's take the uh, listeners back. Uh, you and your brother grew up in uh, in Australia. Uh, yes, sir. Grew up on on rock music, and uh, I always see in sort of bios and whatnot uh, about you getting Luke into music. You know, you gave him the guitar. What got you into music? Oh, shit. I guess that was uh, sort of the right time when all that stuff was happening, all the, the Nirvanas and the uh, Alice in Chains and the, uh, the Metallicas of the world were uh, doing their thing at their absolute peak. And let's not forget Soundgarden, too, obviously. But, um, yeah, just as a kid, I always loved music. And I think if I had to really pick one thing that, like, made me think of, I have to do this forever uh, is uh, the Pantera vulgar videos, those behind the scenes videos, dude. And uh, just the life they were living, shoving firecrackers in each other's <laughs> butts while everyone was sleeping and stuff. So I was like, oh God, this is, this is the life worth living. I need to do it. Pantera. Yes. Gotcha. Oh yeah. So, you, I mean, you basically spanned the spectrum of rock when you were a kid, everything, huh? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, even even got as hard as uh, Meshuggah, the early Meshuggah uh, albums. I remember uh, when I heard New Millennium Cyanide Christ, I was blown away by that. So, uh, yeah, def- definitely the full gamut. Luke comes from a little bit more of the... We, we don't, definitely both meet in the middle in the uh, 90s grunge stuff and Metallica yeah. stuff. Uh, and he loves himself some some great old classic metal. He loves, loves himself Van Halen, loves himself all the great 80s bands too. But uh, I would say I'm a little bit more on the harder end of the spectrum mostly. Gotcha. And he comes from jazz jazz guitar background. So gotcha. he brings in a lot of great music theory to our music. Well, I, yeah, I saw, uh, you know, when you when you got him into guitar, it always says uh, Metallica Unforgiven intro. And I was like, man, could have gone with an easier one. You could have gone with Nothing Else Matters. That's... Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't even know if, it, if if one one came before the other, but definitely those were two of the two, two of the earliest ones. But uh, yeah, once he was able to make that A minor shape, we got him onto. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, and I I hear. I mean, I'm guessing. Were I mean, were you both obsessive back then, as far as like guitar, or was he more obsessive as far as guitar? Oh, uh, no, we were both pretty obsessed. He was uh, actually a star basketball player, too, when he was young. I was uh, much more mediocre at the basketball, but, we, yeah, we both always loved uh, playing along to great riffs. And then, uh, you know, as, as as you grow older, after learning great riffs from great bands, then you start fiddling around and finding your own riffs. And, and uh, yeah, we sort of combined forces eventually and started making our own together. Nice. I was going to ask about the basketball because I saw that in one uh, one interview. Uh, you know, they uh, uh, Luke was in an interview and they asked him what what you like to do on uh, you know when you're not playing music, and that was the first thing that he had there. And then of course, yeah, I see him all the time. Not not so much recently, but I used to see him all the time in that uh, Dominique Wilkins jersey, and I was like, oh yeah. He's got a few. He's got the Wilkins. He's got some Jason Kidd ones. He loves himself some Jerry, uh, Larry Bird. We actually have a basketball team on Monday nights here in Seal Beach. Nice. And uh, playing, playing the first game of the new season la- uh, tonight. It's going to be interesting. Damn. We uh, we we came to, I think last season, we were first in the whole season, but then we lost in the finals. Ah. So, yeah, ah. I got to fix it. 
Yeah, are you more of a are you more of a player or a watcher? Would you rather play? Oh no, or no, we're both we're both we both play, uh, both play in the team. But uh, he's he's more of the uh, all rounder, epic guard. I can get some putbacks and some rebounds, but my my main uh, purpose on the team is talking <laughs> and playing defense. Uh, you got to have that guy. I'd be kind of the, the Charles Barkley of the team, I guess you'd say. Yeah, you got to have that guy. Or maybe the uh, Dennis Rodman actually is probably more appropriate for me. There, there he is. There you go. Yeah, that's me. He, uh, I mean, you know, the, the thing with Dennis was he, you know, he talked a lot of crap, but his his effort was off the charts. You you yeah. you weren't going to see a guy work harder uh, than him on the court for sure. Absolutely, diving for every ball. Oh, it's beautiful. But uh, back back to music. Uh, did you guys did you guys play in bands together before you came to, uh, to the U.S.? No, we both. Uh, he did a lot of uh, high school music stuff, like more like organized performances through the school and jazz band stuff and uh, things like that. I had bands when I was in high school, like jokey rap rock bands and battle of the bands crap and mm. then i was kind of had a couple of you know half half bands here and there with my my buddies out here when i lived here for a little while uh, in long beach before luke moved out mm-hmm. but no as far as uh, ever having a band together it was this was this was it we just started and never stopped so so like not even not even like bands by yourself really i mean like you said you had a couple of minor yeah, band not, but this was the this is the real wow yeah never something like that yeah wow so i um move forward like you mentioned as far as uh luke gets accepted to uh berkeley which is yeah huge deal because i mean it's a amazing music school um yeah i mean it sounds like he was like i've had a lot of musicians on the show that have been alumni or attendees of Berkeley, and they actually weren't that like they were excited, but they thought it was going to be all rock. And then they got there, and everybody looked down at their rock. But it sounds like Luke was more just overall music. So was he expecting yeah. it, like you know, to be a lot of rock or? Oh uh, no, I don't think so. He was there for jazz guitar, so it was very much. Uh... I think it was, you know, I think all their their classes span the gamut. You'd have yeah. to ask him. I'm sorry I don't have him with me today. But, yeah, I think the classes span the gamut of uh, lots of music theory stuff, lots of uh, jazz improvisational stuff, and lots of um, music business stuff and jingle writing courses and things like that, which is a very good thing to have yeah. because, you know, the modern music industry is um, – tough to make a dollar in as far as the traditional way and you have to find increasingly more uh imaginative ways to to pull a buck out of it for sure well now like you mentioned so so he goes to berkeley which is in boston and you decide to move to the u.s you moved to long beach that's where your mom grew up right yeah and so what was the game plan for your cali move my Cali move was uh, I had finished university and I was just like um, always sort of thought that I wanted to move back to America rather than live in Australia because Australia as far as uh, I thought I was always going to do uh, either motion graphics, special effects or some kind of graphic art kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh, ended up doing movie posters out here. Um, I guess my rationale back then was that there is a talent in Australia in that field but not a lot of industry yeah. whereas 
a guess was that there was a decent amount of talent here, but a huge amount of industry, which I was fairly correct about. And uh, yeah, I've been doing the movie poster thing to keep the lights on ever since. And that's been working pretty well until recently. Now that this strike <laughs> happened, I'm having to uh, I'm having to come up with more interesting uh, things to do these days. Man, man, getting it from all sides. Uh, yeah. Now, Luke goes on break while he's at Berkeley. He comes out to hang out with you in Cali. And that's where Of Limbo starts, is you guys start writing, start making music, start drinking, and you know what? You're like, yeah. let's let's not stop this. Let's keep this that's going. A, that is a perfect summary of how it happened. Yeah, we were just having too much of a good time that summer while he was uh, on break, and it was a tough phone call back to his dad back home. We have uh, uh same mom and different dads, that, but they're married still living in Melbourne, so it was tough for him to call dad and say, yo, uh, mom and dad, uh, I'm actually dropping out to be a musician with Jake, and uh, dad took that one a little bit hard, but, you know, if he's going to school for music, and uh, music's already happening the way he's liking it, then why not skip that step, huh? Yeah, now, I was wondering if there was any any tough calls there, so yeah, that, uh, have, have they made their amends with that since since he, uh... Oh, absolutely. Uh, mom, mom definitely, uh, softened him on that because i think uh our dad john didn't didn't always do what his dad wanted him to do either so mom pulled a couple of great examples out of that and uh just made him realize how happy we were uh in our life together me and luke and uh i think that that gave him peace about it nice nice now you know starting this band obviously you guys are i mean it's it's rock it is like you said it's it's all you know all of your inspiration sort of crammed into your own thing of but it, it it's obviously very straightforward rock that's what it is um yeah. did you guys ever get concerned i mean you don't strike me as the guys that would really get but were you like hey you know mainstream music hasn't been like rock we haven't owned billboard charts for like 15 years were you ever concerned of that as far as like the viability as far as the start of it all dude it was actually kind of more the opposite it was like um all of, it was sort of on the tail end of that like strokes era and mm -hmm. all the indie rock mm -hmm. thing it kind of already died out and there just hadn't been a lot of uh, great Alice in Chainsy kind of music and uh, that that kind of stuff in a long time, and we felt that that was just naturally pouring out of us. So we're thinking to ourselves, like, I want to hear this kind of music, and there isn't any anybody out there making it right now. There must be other people out there that are that want to hear this kind of music. And then, lo and behold, a couple of uh, bands that became good friends of ours, uh, unbeknownst to us at the time. Uh, we're making similar music themselves. They're, oh, well, I mean, not similar music, but, you know, rock-based rock music. Mm -hmm. uh, then Eagles and, and Joyce Wolf were just down the street quietly making their own music, too, and then we all sort of came onto this little scene together at about the same time and uh, just started playing shows together and with a bunch of other people, and it all just sort of came together. Then Evils, we've had them on a, a couple times on the show. Uh, great, yeah. great fellas there uh, in Them Evils. Yeah, uh, sadly, David leaving, leaving the band. Big change there. Yep. Big change. That is, uh, that's the reality, you know. It's um, we've had many a many a member change ourselves. Uh, 
people have different priorities at different times in their lives. And uh, I think David's priority currently is getting married, popping out Ninos, and taking over dad's business. So can't blame him. It's just, uh, you know. Not not my priority, but I guess I guess for some people. You know, for some people. Whatever makes you happy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, going a little bit along with sort of like the, the popularity thing. Uh, th- this is fast forwarding a little bit, but uh, it's I, it, it goes along a little bit with the same vein. I saw you on uh, social media. You did a little mini rant there uh, on making <laughs> making content. Um, yeah, and uh, you know how infuriating it is. Yeah, I mean you you didn't say infuriating, but I I gathered that it'd be infuriating for me. Uh, yeah. How you guys? You know you you worked your whole lives to be musicians that's what you're doing you to make music and and people should just appreciate the music uh but instead you've you've got to now because of social media make these skits and clips and yeah. everything else for you i mean yeah. how how infuri- is that infuriating to you yeah it's, it's just kind of not us as far as the skit thing like you know, like I said about the vulgar videos, that's, that's inspirational. <laughs> and uh, when we're on, and we're on tour and like when content happens, like yeah. funny funny things happen while we're on tour, etc. Or if we had somebody following us around with a camera all day, I'm sure there'd be a lot of content at home when we're just writing and recording and drinking and having fun. But yeah, as far as the like planning out skits and uh, I don't know, you know. I just, just find weird. that it's very, very rarely comes across as genuine and almost never comes across as funny as far as from a band, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, sure enough, there's a lot of very funny people uh, that are musicians. Josh Homme's hilarious, hilarious. Uh, but he's got that dry wit, you know, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I see Josh Homme anytime soon coming up, coming in the studio wearing a couple of wah pedals as shoes and saying that he's Kirk Hammett, you know? Even though that's a funny little skit idea, I just it just seems I'd rather not be spending my time making videos and uh, hoping to get a couple of laughs out of it and then praying that the people that are laughing at these videos are like, oh, wow, they're very funny. Let's go listen to their music. It's like yeah. two separate things. You know, if you're going to if you're going to be some skit skit vine comedian guy, more power to you. Go do that. But as far as uh, us making those kind of content videos, we try to make them as music related as possible. Or if something funny just naturally happens in our lives, like us thinking we saw Anthony Kiedis walking down the street, you mm-hmm. know, those kind of weird things. Uh, then yeah, sure, we'll post that stuff, and that can that can constitute as our content. <laughs> it uh, yeah, it does. It, it amazes me. You know, that was one thing I had. So like, I I, I you I had a. I guess you could see what you would say like an influencer or a content producer on the show at one point in time, but his his content was all musician work. He was a drummer, and that's what he did, huh? was he just drummed on there. And to me, I told him, and now, and now that's the thing, is his content basically propelled him to now he tours with multiple bands, and that's what he does, you know, for what he wants to do, obviously. And, like, I, awesome. I told him how infuriating it had to be for me to see, like, the dumb stuff that people did 
and had all of these uh, attention and followers and everything, and then he's over there drumming his off, just like the most amazing drumming you've ever seen. And I mean, he got a lot yep. of attention, but it still wasn't anywhere uh, the other content was. And I'm just like, what? What? What is it? Yeah. And it, it, but it, those, those, that, those that are giving it attention are at least the ones that care about what his actual product yeah. is. Rather, like I said before, some some dude with long hair making a goofy skit about falling over dying when he hears Megadeth or something. I don't know, man, but you know what I mean. Oh, like, yeah. At least, at least that's not related, and uh, they're not going to go and listen to whatever this band's music is just because they made a skit that is moderately entertaining to them for five seconds mm -hmm. of their scrolling life. You know? it, it reminds me, I mean, just that idea of basically everybody sort of demanding content out of somebody like yourself as far as a musician it reminds me exactly of an old, old stand-up bit from mitch hedberg mitch hedberg oh, i love him yeah we had the stand-up where he said when you're in hollywood and you're a comedian everybody wants you to do other things all right you're a stand-up comedian can you write a can you write us a script that's not fair that's like if i worked hard to become a cook and i'm a really good cook and they come up to you and they say okay you're a cook can you farm like it's, it's the, I mean, it's sort of the same. It's, oh, you're a great musician. Hey, can you make us a funny video about you playing music? Like, no, yeah, play music. That's what we do. Yeah. And, but, and then it even, then it even translates even to a more gross world, which is the, like, what, whatever's, whatever's left of the record industry, record uh, making industry, the, uh, the, yeah, the labels that want to sign you or whatever. The only the only time they're interested is, oh, okay, what's your numbers? You, have you got a yeah. hundred thousand views? In the last one, we don't really don't care about it. Oh no, save the music. Don't even send over the music. What's your what's your view count on your latest impressions? You know, it's yeah. like all right, yeah. So we're we're pretty adamant about uh, carving our own path these days. It doesn't seem like the uh, record deal route is too wise anymore, especially for rock musicians. I think on the Going the indie route and really building your own small business and mm -hmm. controlling everything from the ground up is the way to go. For sure, for sure. Well, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the the album game here in a little bit when we get to the, okay. the music. Um, but uh, I mean, when you guys started, as far as of Limbo, when you guys started, it seems like uh, you know one of the goals was to have a great show and to have a fun show, sort of like you were saying with those. Uh, you know, those outtake videos, just having a, a great time on stage, off stage, all around the tours. Did that start from the, like the, the first show you guys had? I think, um, it's something that, that you ease into, obviously, the more you play, uh, the very first couple shows, we were definitely a little too drunk. Um, <laughs> so we weren't, I wouldn't say we were, I wouldn't say we were nervous, but, uh, we definitely were a little bit like more on the let's try our best to get this to play this properly because we've never really done it before. Whereas now it just becomes rote memory and mm -hmm. uh, you can concentrate a lot more on the performance aspects of it and the having a good time aspects of it rather than oh, I that note. Oh, gonna that one. You don't have to worry about anything like that anymore. It's just it's pretty smooth sailing and you come to a a comfortability about like, oh, I did flub that note. He gets that note's already gone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you guys, you I mean, you'd been playing for a good while, uh, three, four years, and you have your first yep. national tour, 2018, going to North Carolina. Um, you're in Oklahoma, 
and the van you guys are taking, the back tire blows and just starts rolling. And uh, if you uh, go back and look at this, listeners, as far as the uh, aftermath, the uh, van is demolished. Um, Yeah. And you you uh, destroyed a leg there i mean real real bad injury on the leg back he's back together now but inside there i don't know if you can see it too well but inside there is a big trusty titanium rod and mm. uh i lucky i luckily got uh the best um orthopedic surgeon in all of oklahoma apparently he happened to go go to work that day because it was the day of a marathon in Oklahoma, and he thought, you know, I maybe, yeah, screw that leg up. Who knows? So it was me that screwed the leg up, and I got this uh, great orthopedic surgeon, and he put this steel rod into me. But about like a couple months later, after I'd finally started healing, I told my girlfriend at the time, "Oh, sh- to fly back to Oklahoma, they have to uh, they have to top up the metal." She's like, "What do you mean they have to? They don't have that kind of metal here?" I'm like, "No, it's a special metal that they put in me called adamantium," and they. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she googled it, and she gets a whole bunch of pictures of Wolverine. She, 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 oh, she's like, I, I, no, not unless you're an X Man. I don't think that's what you're thinking of. That's, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, as far as how how long did that derail you? As far as oh. as far as performance, uh, it was a pretty serious situation um, because it also kind of was what really spurred uh the loss of our first bass player herbie from the band Mm -hmm. Uh, he came out on one more tour with us the mini tour but he said he was just constantly sleeping with one eye open and um living in a paranoid situation because he was asleep half asleep when the first one happened Mm -hmm. so he could just never get comfortable and he's got a kid and you know those sort of post-traumatic stress thoughts come back in your mind uh so I don't know what the real exact date of how long I would say our recovery was, but in a wheelchair for like six months or something. It's pretty crazy. Mm, mm. And I mean, you, you and the drummer were the most seriously injured, right? Correct. Our drummer at the time, Juan was ejected out the window somehow. But, uh, I think I, if I had to be honest, I got it the worst. I was like, crushed up in the back and the van was like a tin can wrapped around me they had to not only use the jaws of life but also this buzz saw the buzz saw was like right next to my face and like screaming out the, don't cut my face <laughs> like that it was, it was sparks like flying in it was crazy oh man uh luke came out fairly unscathed yeah he was unscathed him and herbie were both unscathed they both just were upside down when the thing finally stopped, and they cut themselves out of the uh, out of the seat belts and walked over to find out where they were and uh, get composure and call the call the cost with the sweet people of Shawnee that had pulled over to help us out as well. And eventually, the paramedics came. They came out with the body bags, walked straight down with the body bags, assuming that they were going to do a cleanup. And uh, very surprised to them that anybody was alive, but we were all alive. It was definitely a act of God or the universe or whatever angel or whatever you believe in was uh, looking out for us that day. That's very uh, sobering when you see a body bag and you're like, uh, I don't need one of those. Please don't use yes. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I definitely definitely was pretty uh, freaked when they said that. And then 
as they were as they were packing me into the uh, ambulance, they wouldn't let Luke come for some reason. Um, I think maybe it was because he had to still stay with the wreckage uh, while the other two were being were going to a, the other hospital. Anyway, mm. uh, as they packed me into the into the ambulance, uh, the ambulance guys like, "Your brother's going to be fine. He's going to lose his leg, but he's going to be fine." <laughs> and Luke's like, uh, "That doesn't sound." Fine to me. Yeah, that yeah. sounds a little serious there. That's yeah. uh, sometimes sometimes when you're in that emergency business, it gets a, you, you get a little uh, calloused to how serious yeah. well, some I mean, things are. You know. Yeah. yeah fine, fine with fine with no leg is definitely better than. Uh, yeah, alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, I mean, was there any as far as when that happened? Was there any afterwards? Like uh, maybe. Maybe this isn't for us, or was it more of a propellant? Uh, I don't think it. For us, me and Luke, at least, it's never been um, a factor. It's never been a question. Oh, we should just stop. You know, it's time to give up. Um, COVID was a was a harder one, honestly, as far as the like, should we give up kind of thing. We never we never really even talked about should we. Yeah. But it was another time when like finally coming together for us again. And then boom, all these tours just like, okay, it's all gone. Yeah. Can't do so we just got back to what we do. We just hung, hung around the studio and started drinking and having a good time and writing more music. Well, I mean, speaking of that music, the the, the first album you guys had was Nicotine. Like you said, that, yes. that's that's the album came out uh, uh, about four years ago. And yeah, it was 2017, that one. Oh, so six, seven years ago, or six years ago. Maybe it's Something like that. Yeah, it's a long while ago. And now, since then, you guys have been playing the singles game, essentially. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, we had we, we put one little EP out um, that still has a couple of songs that haven't been released on streaming services or whatever. But we limited it. We we want we're like let's what's the way we can actually make this a little bit more special and uh, have people actually buy it and care about the music these days. So with that one, we just put out this four-song EP, uh, mm-hmm. Nothing But Now, and uh, we sold only 100 units, said we're capping it to 100 units. Each one of them is going to have like a custom drawing and inside of it by me and like all signed and all the rest of it and numbered. And uh, we sold those for a lot more than a CD should normally sell for, but right. it was kind of our little, you know, Wu-Tang Clan kind of move when they made yeah. that, that album. They we're gonna keep in storage forever until that mm-hmm. weird pharma guy bought it or whatever. Yeah. It was kind of our move. Like that. It was like a, a bit of a thumbing in the nose to the situation with streaming and uh, getting point zero 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 one of a cent per play and all that kind of crap. So we did do one uh, that one other EP, and I think we are gonna go back into the EP game uh, early next year with another one. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, the the newest uh, single, California Demon. Uh, it has a obviously sinister sort of mood. Uh, taking yeah. the idea of selling your soul in California, uh, for fame, sort of to the most literal. Um, yeah. T- tell me, uh, tell me a little bit how you you came about this one. Honestly, dude, it was very much inspired by I know everybody's got a conspiracy theory loving uncle, right? So oh, yeah. we've got one. Uh, he uh, he always sends us this stuff, and you know I. Some, some of it I'm like, some of it I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> but uh, he's one of those dudes that like literally believes for real in the devil and believes for real that 
Johnny Depp and Marilyn Manson are drinking blood to stay young forever. And I was like, well, if, it, if that's what they're doing, dude, it's not working too well. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Depp and Manson lately, but they're not looking yeah. too great. He's anyway, not so, drinking uh, enough of it. He seems to be yeah, aging a tad. Well, that's, that's, that's part of his theory is that their, their supply has been cut lately mm. because uh, the good guys are winning or something. I don't know. It's hard to keep <laughs> up. But anyway, he's, he would always send us these like videos about uh, Satan, Satan and satanic rituals and selling my soul and all the, all the rest of it. And obviously, most people think of that term as like a metaphor for selling out, giving up your integrity, selling yeah. out. You know, it's like we'll dangle this deal uh, in front of you and this amazing lifestyle that you can live. But we're going to be choosing what songs you make, mm-hmm. and we're going to be choosing what outfit you wear on stage, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to talk about this and talk about that. So we think, obviously, that's the most common knowledge or thought of what the metaphor is, but we're like, let's make a song about the actual literal idea of it, the way that our uncle believes in it, and uh, let's, let's play it out with all the satanic iconography and imagery and uh just really tell this tell a story of it i guess nice nice yeah well now in the, i mean the video you've got a lot of that going um yeah. and uh luke actually at one point he's uh he's playing his guitar guitar's on fire there yeah um did you at any point like i mean that's real apparently you guys really <laughs> did that um, we really did. Were you like at one point, like you know what? We might should have had some contingency plans for this. This, I mean, yeah. was there any uh, really, really point where it might touch and go as far as third degree burns? Yeah, uh, definitely close to second degree on a couple of them. Um, we had to shoot at a separate studio that one of our friend, my friends, owns that I used to work with years and years ago, uh, doing graphic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, because the first studio wouldn't let us do any fire at all, <laughs> so I hit him up. Oh yeah, Jake, I'm I'm actually out of town. Here's the keys. So he just went into his studio and had car blanche while his brother was like doing taxes off in the other room or something like that. And uh, yeah, we just started lighting that thing on fire with a bunch of lighter fluid. And every take, Luke would be like, okay, I think we do, that was pretty good, but let's, let's do more, let's do more. <laughs> so it kept getting more and more lighter fluid. And then by the last take, we're like, okay, that's the last take because <laughs> the very last take, I put on so much of this that uh, even though we put flame retardant spray all over his jacket and all over his hair, yeah. so it wouldn't light him up, wearing leather gloves and everything like that, even though we did the flame retardant stuff on him, uh, we put on so much lighter fluid that during the last take, it caught up his hand, started going up his arm. I had to run in with a wet blanket and like cover him and didn't do the stop, drop, and roll, but uh, it was pretty close to that. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. See, and yeah. the content, guys, the content they were making for you. Come <laughs> on. Jeez. Yeah, there's our, that's our content. But see, that's that's the worst part about content is that the videos, the music videos, that's not, that's almost, it's apparently too polished and too good for content. Yeah. Now content has to be some kind of like performance videos. Like they, I saw, saw this guy telling us the other day, he's like, oh, you guys got to really get, get your performance videos out for Cali Demon for TikTok and stuff. I'm like, what the f- I don't, can't you just use the videos? Like, no, no. Can't use the video. Can't use the video now. <laughs> gotta gotta walk walk towards the camera down the beach, singing along to it. Yeah, gotta, gotta do a pop I'm up a, on 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 the yeah, top of a building. Top of a building or the side of a cliff or stand in the 
stand next to a pond like the Richmond from Richmond guy. And, you know, it's like, okay, I get it. I get it. But I just don't want to get it. You know, yeah. <laughs> just enjoy yeah. and just enjoy the music. Enjoy the video. That's that's what yeah, I mean. exactly. You know, I make it ha- little half ones every other day. I don't know. We're trying our best and we're trying to make uh, as cool of content as possible related to it. Um, got a bunch of cool products coming. Uh, I think I'm tomorrow actually going to drop a new one where we've uh, we've got printed. I don't have any for you to show you right now, but uh, basically on transparent slides, like projector slides, mm-hmm. there are 50 different stills, my favorite 50 stills from the video, only ever to be printed once in this format, all numbered with the exact moment of the uh, frame in the video and uh, sold as like you own this you own this moment of the video basically nice. so we're excited about that stuff and we shoot some sort of like product photography content for that kind of crap i like it i like it well now uh aside from the new single and the new video you guys did i noticed you did a you did a couple of uh fully acoustic shows uh and yeah you had some killer content on that. I love the, you know, I love the actual performance videos from that. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for unplugged albums. The, the Allison Chains unplugged, the Stone Temple yeah. Pilots unplugged, Godsmack, Other Side EP. Of course, all all Days of the New is basically unplugged. Um, yeah. Have you have you thought about like recording an unplugged? EP or, or uh, you know, single or anything? I'm thinking that if we do do that, um, it would probably be a similar setting to what you have been hearing where it's live recorded mm-hmm. rather than us separating the parts and doing them studio style. Right. Um, I think it's going to have a little bit more of that, the spirit of what you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, with the Alice in Chains unplugged and all those unplugged, the MTV unplugged sets. Right. You know, it just has a little bit more character when it's not perfect and polished and, you know, Lane doesn't hit exactly the right on wood, you know. It gives it a little bit more of a realism and you can just shoot it all at once and uh, rather than it, yeah, being some big, long, laborious task that we have to hum and haw over every note for like we do with our, our music normally. Uh, we don't have to around making these uh, extravagant videos that I have to think of every frame of for nights on end. Yeah, let's just, we're just going to do it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. But I think that is on the cards. I like I like it. I, I definitely think it should be. I mean, uh, you guys, it's, it's like you said in the videos. I mean, it, it brings a whole new dimension to a lot of a, a lot of the music, and I love I love it in the fact of just like, you know, it, it makes. I I don't know if you're playing want to play any of the 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 songs you've already released that aren't, uh, you know, acoustic songs, obviously, but it gives them a new dimension. You hear more of the song, and you get I, I think more out of it a lot of times uh, when it happens. Totally. And go back to that, especially, especially vocally, like yeah. Uh, Without the story of guitars behind it, it gives it so much more room to breathe mm-hmm. and really like uh, expand on the character of mm-hmm. the voice. I think. Mm-hmm. And I go back to uh, Alice in Chains. I will definitely say, uh, even though Lane doesn't hit all the notes, it is very like that's probably one of the most impressive things to me about Alice in Chains was how Lane and Jerry in those harmonies 
were like always on. Like you heard yeah, like so, so many live versions that I was just like, man, that is effing perfect. Yeah. They nailed that. Yeah. Like it's and and for as messed up as Lane usually was, you were just like, wow, it's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And even though he also bumped, he like screw up half the words Lane was because he was kind of wasted or whatever. Yeah. Jared sort of half right because he was trying to either do what Lane was doing or, <laughs> or what was actually there. But uh, we have a down in a hole uh, acoustic live cover coming out, I think, next week. Nice. So I'll be sure to tag you in that one. But uh, while doing that and sort of preparing for it or whatever and learning the, learning the words and everything like that, when we're in the band together, we'll try and harmonize to what they're doing, just, you know, get, get yeah. tight with it and all the rest. But we put on the actual like electric version one time, mm -hmm. and Luke's like, "Oh my god, turn that off right now! It's gonna f up because the lyrics are actually correct in that one, and yeah. the notes are actually correctly, etc." But we've we've learned it the acoustic unplugged way, so we. Oh yeah, don't don't want to mix. Yeah, the angel and the demon their shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so music wise. Tell tell the listeners what's in store for the rest of 2023. What do you guys have on on deck? Well, luckily, uh, during COVID times and a lot of time after, uh, we have recorded a lot of studio songs. And because, like you said, we've been playing this singles game, mm -hmm. uh, we have prepared a lot of them as far as the recording and videos. So we're going to be releasing a lot more singles and videos throughout the rest of the year nice. and then uh i think early next year should be ep time we go back in studio and then get the ball rolling for heavy touring next summer but we should be hearing early this week i'm told from tko our booking agency that we are going out in october i can't say who with yet because it's not confirmed by them but when they confirm it i'm more than happy to announce that it's a uh, fairly well-known uh band from the late 80s early 90s uh was their heyday and uh they're well known enough that they'll bring some heads into the, yeah. the venues that know us yet and will hopefully like us after awesome awesome always love i always love those shows and you know a little new blood little old blood little classic songs yep. take you under i mean sort of like your uh candle box uh tour that you had there uh, that was, yeah that was the dream that was the dream kevin martin's a, just a absolute icon and uh it was a gift from the heavens to do those four shows with them well hopefully hopefully that once it gets confirmed you guys will be coming our way here in florida fingers fingers I would crossed love to, dude. we've never gotten that far yet i've i've been to florida one time just with an ex-girlfriend on a little uh vacay but mm -hmm. yeah i would love to come down there with the band and the band and uh play some tunes ha as as I have told many many artists on the show before, I think we have some of the best live music goers in the country, and it doesn't matter oh, yeah. what genre of music. Although they do love you know rock, I mean that's why we have you know we have Rockville. I mean you know we have we have the 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 real deal uh, rock festivals, but uh, I mean it I know the Florida's. I know Florida is full of party people and yeah. rock and party are pretty yeah. nicely married together. So I think, I think that's only, only right that we make our way to you for sure. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I said, I mean, rock, reggae, 
uh, soul, hip hop. It doesn't matter. If there's a live venue, people will come. And uh, uh, I think think it would be fantastic. But uh, in the meantime, we will have to... We will have to live off of your content and off of your streaming. Streaming first, music first, content second. Uh, Jake, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, man. It's been a pleasure. Dude, thanks so much for having me. For sure. You can check out all things of Limbo at their website. You can check their content out on social media at of Limbo right now. Let's take a listen to the newest single, California Demon, right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Jake Davies from Of Limbo, Mike. Fantastic. Getting the rock in, you know. What I can appreciate from him, Mike, is they know rock is not the top of the pop charts right now. If you're a rock band, you're not going to be the Taylor Swift's of the music industry. But they don't care. That's what they like, Mike. Mm-hmm. They're going to make it, you know? So true. And they know, too. He, I, I loved it. Like I said like in the interview, I loved his rant on content. He doesn't like to make content on social media. And I concur. He's a musician. <laughs> Why should he have to make content? His content is music. Listen to his music. He shouldn't have to make goofy skit videos of him jumping into bushes and action shots in cars and stupid crap. That's not what he does. Mm -hmm. It's not him. I appreciate that, Mike. Regardless, they make some good rock tunes. Listen to the rock tunes listeners of Limbo. Keep a lookout. I'm excited. Hopefully they do that whole acoustic thing that I was talking about on the uh, on in the interview. That would be fantastic. Mike, we need to move on though to the fastest growing uh, segment in the world. Mike C top 3. Woo! Woo! Mike, uh you chose the uh, topic we had to we had to go through several. Uh yeah. I I was a little questionable on the first couple that you chose yeah, and we landed ones, yeah. we landed on uh top three locales to travel in japan where do we want to go in japan and i gotta be honest mike it's a land of mystery that i want to go to mm-hmm. not really because it's super far away and i would need a very i've always thought if i went to japan it would have to be like very segmented Travel to Dallas, stay there for several days. Travel to California, stay there for several days. Travel to Hawaii, stay there for several days. Then fly out to Japan. Maybe make some stops in between there if I can find some islands that are sort of uh, in between. But it's just, it's a, that's a lot of time zones, Mike. Mm-hmm. That is a yeah. lot of time zones to go. But regardless, do you have any... Uh, any honorable mentions for Japan? Yeah, so, Takshi, I know I'm, I'm all over the place with these top threes and how I word them. Um, it's, uh, I guess, like, w- the way I did it was I have things that I want to do in Japan, and okay. I guess they're the cities that they're in. Okay. Um, and then the only honorable mention that I have is the Ushiku Daibutsu statue. Mm. It's the fifth tallest statue in the world. It's a Buddha statue, and mm. um, it's in a really nice part of Japan. And uh, yeah, that would be cool. That's it. That's all I got for that. That's uh, that's my only honorable mention. Okay. The, okay. Uh, again, it's a statue. I, a I went a little bit more general again on okay. my list. Uh, I, it's not specific things. It's just places. Now I could do specific things in these places, but yeah. Uh, honorable mentions that I have, Mike. Uh, just the city, Kyoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyoto being one of the most historical cities. It used to be the capital of Japan. That's a fact. And uh, it just looks very Japanese, you know? Sweet. It's got the ancient buildings. It's got the wooden buildings. It's got cool statues. It's got good just Buddhist temples. All kinds of great stuff. 
Mm-hmm. I like it. I'd like to nice. go there. So that's an honorable mention. I also got the honorable mention of uh, Yayama Islands. The Yayama Islands. Mm. Which the Yayama Islands are super far south of mainland Japan. They're actually like right off the the, the coast of Taiwan. Jeez. They're closer, way closer to Taiwan than they are uh, to Japan. But they just look, I mean, they just look cool oh, and yeah, tropical. Yeah, it got yeah. beautiful waters and just beautiful, just vistas. This is great, man. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, real nice. That is real beautiful. Nice. Yayama Islands, man. Uh, and then uh, another one, the uh, Nachi Waterfall. Hmm. Nachi Waterfall is the highest waterfall in Japan, Mike. Uh, it's like over a 400-foot f- uh, uh, free fall going off. And Whoa, uh, it's... Yeah. Uh, it's very, very cool. Very cool. It's where, uh, it's uh, apparently it's like where, like, the first, like, the oldest historical spiritual sites on Japan are. Like, uh, they, they've always had, like, spiritual retreats to the Nachi Waterfall. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. That's beautiful, yeah. Okay, awesome. so, we'll go to our top three, Mike. Yeah. Top Dr. three. Hmm? What's your number three? Yeah. Number three, Takachiho, Takachiho Gorge. Takachiho Gorge. Now, and, and I can say, do something, an activity in this, Mike. Paddle boarding through the actual mm. gorge would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, Takachiho Gorge. Yeah, it's crazy. That's the beautiful. water is so clear and like just this vibrant blue in some of the, the pictures and the. The, the walls are so high, and it's all green and lush at the top of it. It's wild, man. Yeah, it's crazy, Alex. Some parts of the world just don't look like Earth. Natural. It looks, yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, looks like it's some crazy. wild place that you'd see on Star Wars. So you're like, what, <laughs> It does, yeah. It what does. planet is that? I need to go <laughs> there, man. That is cool. But yeah, Takachiho Gorge, paddle boarding up it would be awesome. Mike, you're number three. Uh, I want to go to the Godzilla Museum. Uh, you can, man, that, 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 that looks cool. They got a zip line. You go into the mouth. Oh, and the Godzilla Museum. It's like just a massive, like, they, it looked like they built Godzilla. Uh, it's like the, like a, a two-scale Godzilla just laying down with his mouth open, and you get a zip line into his mouth. They got all the Godzilla history. Of course, Dr. G, I'm a fan of giant monsters. Who um, isn't? You know. Who isn't? I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I just Googled it That's just true. now. Yeah. You're on uh, Awaji Island. Awaji Island for the old gods. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, that is a big old mouth. And then you just go right into it. Man, look at that. I don't know if I'd like that or not. Nope. I don't no. think I'd actually want to do that. I, I'd be like, I don't know. I feel like this Godzilla is going to come alive and eat me. I don't know if I... It looks... I mean, his teeth are just going everywhere. That is scary. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy looking. Yeah, Godzilla yeah. Museum. That's Very fun. cool. Very cool. Uh, Mike, my number two. Uh, I'm going to really screw up this name. Uh, Jigo Kudani. Jigo Kudani. J-I-G-O-K-U-D-A-N-I. Jigo Kudani Monkey Park. I want to take a bath <laughs> with the monkeys in oh, the hot springs. The, oh, I've seen this before. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. They I want to get chilling. in there. J- 
just hang out with the monkeys, sip on some tea while I sit in the old hot bath and be like, what are you guys up to today? You guys, we were just sitting here all day? All right, awesome. <laughs> Anybody want to pick my hair for a little bit? Get in there. Yeah, just go ahead. Brush my hair for me. Thanks. Like, just look so fun, man. Yeah. Just, that's just like, great. Just like they're, like, pondering life the whole time. They're just like, hmm, well... And what can you do? Just hang out in the old... And I don't think in the park you can actually, like, get in the water. But I want to get in the water. Like, that really would make it for me, you know? And mm-hmm. that's, like, that's like the opposite of a, of a cold plunge. That's a hot yeah. plunge in the cold air. And you're just like, all right, hang out. And look how much those guys are enjoying it. Oh, they just, man, I love this. They just hang out. Eyes in there. are closed. Yeah, all day no just meditating. Fear. Yeah, just, they're just meditating. Do you think that there was a species of Homo sapiens or like, you know, back in the day, Doc G, where we did something similar to this? We just hung out in this hot tub all day. Probably. Our, yeah. I, yeah, know, yeah. I wouldn't doubt for it. For sure. I wouldn't doubt it. But they just, they look so fun. Wow. They look so cool. And I'm sure I could win them over with uh, cool human things that they would love. And then we would just, uh, Hang out on the day to day, and it would be uh, fantastic. Although I, uh, I, I would definitely need some some really thick clothes beside the hot tub once I get out. I would really need to be prepared to to wrap myself once I got out because yeah, because some yeah, some of these pictures they they got snow on there. Oh, lots heads. of snow, man, lots yeah. of snow. But anyways, Mike, you're number two. My number two, uh, the Hita. Sp- Space Science Museum in Chubu San Sankaku National Park. Um, it's got the neutrino, de- neutrino detector. They got a neutrino mm. detector, and I'm uh, I love the I love the space. I'm a nerd, you know. We got the it's uh, it's a that oh, looks I, like a cool spot. I just I just googled the neutrino detector. That looks like a uh, a wild room, man. <laughs> That it is, looks like a like a Puff Daddy music video. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks like you're gonna have puffy jackets and you're gonna go yep. up to the camera and be all bubbled out. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's exactly where they filmed that video. Wow, um, that is yeah. that is a wild looking room. Yeah, I saw I would, that in Cosmos. I was like, oh man, that place looks cool. I would be very freaked out if I was in that room by myself. You know, like you just sort of wake up in that room by yourself. That looks uh, very uh, uh, alarming. That is, that is, uh, that is wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. pretty crazy. Man, you got museums all over your list, Mike. I'm going, I went more natural. I went more mm-hmm. natural, but my number one, number one, I just want to go hang out in, in Tokyo, man. My number yeah. one, just go to Tokyo and sort of go along with that. See Mount Fuji from a distance, you mm. know? Yeah. Cause it's just, I mean, it's 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 inspiring. I mean, you know me, Mike. I'm not one for volcanoes, but it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty wild, you know. It's 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 pretty wild, and I mean, it's pretty majestic looking. Yeah. It hasn't erupted since 1708, but I don't trust it, Mike. Nope. I don't trust any one of those volcanoes. It's I'm due just for like, something. It's due yeah. For, uh, I'm just like. Eh, no, I don't like it. But like, uh, yeah, like, cause like, you know, you can hike to the top. Uh, is as uh, people do it all the time, of course. But I'm yeah. just like, I, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I will I will appreciate it from far. From afar, Mike. Yeah. Regardless, you're number one, Mike. Well, that's my number one. I would want to... It's called the Yoshida Trail, Mount Fuji. It's the easiest trail uh, if you want to hike up Mount Fuji. It's uh, apparently seven and a half hours, 8.6 miles. And um, yeah, you hike right into that crater. Okay, Mike. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it with you. But okay. I need I need a zip line somewhere on the uh on the, escape, the Mount Fuji. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I can <laughs> ah! and then as I go down it, there'll just be a giant Godzilla at the end. I'll be like, oh no! No, this was a bad mistake. Oh, uh, incredible. Mount Fuji though. Yeah, it's yeah. uh second uh second tallest uh peak. What was this? Second tallest uh volcano located on an island in Asia. Mm. Apparently, Mount Cursini, or, or Currency, Mount Currency uh, on the island of Sumatra is the highest, which I've never even heard of that. I guess that's what happens when you're not anywhere close to, uh, not anywhere close to Tokyo. You just get, <laughs> you just get lowballed as far as your billing. Nobody cares. But uh, it's almost ten thousand feet. That's crazy. It's a crazy, uh, you know, that's a crazy uh, a volcano right there. But anyways, Mike, that is our top three uh, points to visit in Japan. Mike, what do we got for next week? What are you thinking? Um, I kind of want to do the same thing, but for India. Top three India. places to go or things to do in India. You yeah. know what? I'm not going to turn it down. I'm not going to, yeah. like I told you, I like to fake travel. So we're going to India next. Yeah. Let's go to Good. India. I'm pretty psyched about Japan, so I gotta I gotta turn my focus somewhere else. Mike, uh, we have got to move on to uh, our two last birthday suits. Like I said, I don't know if you'll get these. This might be this might be a real bad week for you, but we're gonna try. That's uh, so what do you want? Former coach in basketball or author? The other author. Yeah, let's go with the second least likely, uh, the author. Let's go with the... Okay, okay. The Here, Here's the concentrated for the author. All right. Uh, born on September 20th, 1948. An American author that wrote Game of Thrones. Hmm. No idea. Oh! <sighs> Well, I I won't I won't go through the the longer bio if you have no idea because that's the biggest thing that he did. There's nothing really else that would be in. R uh, R Martin, Mike. R R Martin. Does that ring a bell? That rings yeah, a bell. Yeah, for sure. Right? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, R R Martin. There. That was and that dude really struggled, man. For all of his life, like none of his stuff from when he graduated from uh, college in '71. Until it basically up until he wrote the Game of Thrones series, the uh, Song of Ice and Fire, like nothing really hit. He was doing all of these science fiction things, and people are just like, nah, nah, eh, no. And then like he'd get a deal with uh, some like you know TV or movie, and they'd buy the rights to it, and then they'd be like, ah, you know what? We're not interested. Never mind. And that was the one, man. That hit and just went bananas. Mm-hmm. And basically, he was inspired by uh, J.R. Tolkien. He was, uh, you know, doing his little sort of 
uh, spin on uh, on Lord of the Rings, except there wasn't like a ring, and you know, it's, uh, yeah, that's what it, that's what that's what went down, Mike. And uh, obviously, it's still like it started ten years ago, and it's still like people talk about Game of Thrones nonstop. So yeah, there you go. they had a couple of. They've spin-offs. had a couple of spinoffs, yeah. yeah, I was about to say, and like prequels and things, but they own the rights to all of, of Song of Ice and Fire, so they could be coming out with crap for tw- 30 more years, who yeah. knows. Regardless, Mike, bad news. That means you're now 65 and three-fourths out of 110. 110. Let's salvage it. Let's get one. Let's get one, Mike. All I'm right. sorry. This week was hard. Like literally, okay. I looked. No, I love it. I, I like the challenging weeks. I lo- I looked at it and I was like, I got nothing for Mike. I got mm-hmm. I got no like strong Mike names here. Uh, Mike, uh, this one you might have though. This is what you might have. So here's the concentrated. Ready? Born on September 29th or twentieth, nineteen seventeen. Seventeen. Sorry, let me redo that. September 20th, 1917, Hmm. most known for coaching the Boston Celtics and being their president. During his time of coaching and being team president, they won 16 titles, nine championships as a coach, seven as a team president. Jeez. Yeah, I got His his signature is on the court now. His first yeah. name that everybody knows him as is a color. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Ah. Ofer, Mike. It has been a while. Red Hourback. Okay. Red Hourback. Name ringing the bells, Mike. Red. I should have just said red because I was gonna. I was like, you know, well, the only color that people go by as a name is red. So I should have. I just got that for the fifty percent, but that's uh, all good. No, eh, you, you got a, You got well. a cu- couple of whiteies. You got a couple people. You know, like mm. Whitey Ford. Um, oh, okay, but uh, yeah, pretty much all red for redheaded people. That's why Red Hour back was red. But you know, sort of ironically, he went bald when he was like. 30 so like you never saw his red hair it was just uh <laughs> i don't think anybody's gonna call him baldy outer back or anything <laughs> yeah there we go but anyways um yeah mike he won nine he was uh you know he he was the guy that drafted uh bob Cousy. he drafted bill russell he drafted casey jones uh he had nine uh, nine championships with him. Jeez. He was the first coach to ever play five black players at once back in 64. Uh, he In 1966, he decided to become the general manager. In 79, he was the guy that made crafty moves to draft Larry Bird. Uh, and then he also traded for Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish, which ended up winning him three more titles then. Uh, they, do a, they do a pretty good job of... Uh, of portraying him in the HBO series Winning Time there about, you know, about uh, uh, the Lakers in the 80s and Red Auerbach just being a guy that's obsessed uh, with winning uh, that wants to beat everyone. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Good show regardless. Mike, we need uh, to go ahead and wrap the show up. We're Mm -hmm. about that time. But we do have some fantastic artists coming on the show, Mike. Got them all lined up. 
my goodness. Uh, October, November, it's going to be good for the Doc G Show. We got a bunch of different artists coming on. That's a fact. Uh, I can't mention all of the artists because they're all, I'm, I'm moving them around, Mike. I don't know what week we're going to have who, but trust me, they're going to be good. Next week, I'm going to come back with a more organized listing, everybody. We're going to be very organized as far as the artists that are coming up. But next week, we have Pistols at Dawn, great uh, rock group out of uh, out of Atlanta. We're going to be talking to them. It's going to be fantastic. But until then, we need to go ahead and wrap it up. I have been the host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. Always a pleasure, Doc G. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it a doo dah.